listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. Welcome to the program wherever you are on planet Earth, the USA, the EU, whatever continent, whatever nation. Welcome to today's program. And what we have to offer on today's program, the menu for today's program is the same as it usually is. Before we cook a meal or do a, a program or deliver contents, the first thing we have to do is to arrive at the truth. And it's only after we arrive at the truth, it's only after that we discover the truth, it's only after we determine what the facts are based on scientific, historical, technological evidence. Once those things are in place, truth being the, the primary foundation in place, once that's in place, then and only then can we venture out and communicate to people all over the world via the Paul McGuire Report radio program, the videos, the articles, the 38 books, all available to you at a discount at paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Okay, I want to revisit uh, the whole CERN thing. And I believe, and I've said this for many years now, I believe that CERN, in actuality, is an interdimensional portal that was constructed uh, to allow demons and fallen angels in the invisible realm or the spiritual world to travel out of the spiritual world or invisible realm and travel out of that realm, out of that dimension, and travel into the physical earth dimension. And in addition to that, there is the ongoing, I believe, uh, uh, ongoing intention, intentionality of weaponizing uh, the, the tech and science of CERN. So we're going to dive deep, and I'm going to make reference to a couple of things. Um, if you go to paulmcguire.us after you've listened to the show, uh, hopefully we'll have some of that data. Um, uploaded for you to look at and to spread to your friends. All right, this is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. We'll be back in a nanosecond. You are listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. I want to talk about CERN for a little bit. For those of you that have seen pictures of CERN, and you can see them on the Internet, you can, in fact, see them, I believe, by going to paulmcguire.us because I've written a number of articles about CERN, uh, and you can and watch those videos and, and look at those pictures for yourself. And CERN is, is in many locations, but the primary location is this gigantic tubular circle. And what it does, when I was a kid, a young kid, I wanted to be a nuclear physicist or a physicist. And I was obsessed with, you know, maybe... This is just a kid's dreams, you know, maybe being part of NASA and the space program or being part of uh, building uh, an atom smasher. Because even back then when I was a kid, an atom smasher, which ultimately resulted in the atomic bomb, when you fire subatomic particles at one another, they can explode and erupt in, in an atomic bomb. And uh, the Manhattan Project, 
was the secret code name uh, used by, you know, again, I was a kid, I, I, I impartial understanding, but it was used by the physicist Robert Oppenheimer, who is considered the father of the H-bomb or the hydrogen bomb, and he detonated test nuclear bombs and hydrogen bombs in the desert of New Mexico and other places. And then, uh, very very controversially and tragically and producing great heartbreak, and yet some people claiming that it saves lives, I don't want to go into that with trying to make some kind of judgment because it's a complex moral problem. In any case, a lot of people uh, lost their lives, and, and none of us rejoice when lots of people lose their lives. So they dropped two nuclear weapons on the island of Japan. And uh, they're very, very primitive nuclear weapons or atomic bombs because they were these gigantic atomic bombs placed in these planes or jets, and then they were just like rolled out and dropped over Nagasaki and uh, Fukushima, I think is the other Japanese city, and wiped out millions of people and messed up millions of people, their radiation, their ability to have children, so on and so forth. Okay, so Robert Oppenheimer was the father of the Manhattan Project. His job was to make it secret, assemble the team of the best physicists, scientists, uh, you know, nuclear people, and uh, be, lead America to be the first nation in the world to have nucle- nuclear weapons. Because this uh, race for nuclear weapons was really initiated a couple of years before when it became apparent that the uh, Nazi rocket scientists like Werner von Braun, the founder of uh, uh, NASA and the father of the space program, Werner von Braun and uh, approximately 200 Nazi rocket scientists, Nazi uh, genetic scientists, and Nazi uh, uh, biological warfare scientists. Russia was competing with the United States to grab hold of these evil geniuses because they knew that whatever nation uh, could gather up this this infinite resource of the smartest but some of the most evil men who walked the planet, who invented nuclear weapons, biological weapons, chemical weapons, so on and so forth. And the Nazi scientists were, were cutting edge, but they were evil beyond imagination. And so Oppenheimer uh, beat the Nazis and the Nazi scientists with an American team, which allowed America controversially to uh, uh, have uh, working nuclear weapons, which they could drop from, from planes. And that gave us military superiority, in, 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 at least from the American perspective. Uh, it gave us military superiority. Uh, and it saved American lives, but tragically it costed many uh, Japanese lives. So the point is, there was this clandestine race to build the, the, the first nuclear weapon. America 
one, thank God. What if it would have been communist China or Russia? This world would be so radically different, you would not recognize it. And even as I say this to you, I, I am totally stunned about the boldness. The boldness, no, I'm not totally stunned about the boldness. I'm totally stunned about the lack of any kind of intelligent, moral response to things of great evil that were done out in the open in the United States of America. And I'll tell you what I mean. Um, In the world today, there are numerous places, uh, let's call them the, the temples of science and technology. In other words, where, where, the, where the most prestigious laboratories are, and scientific institutions and technological institutions and major universities and think tanks and so on and so forth. So what has happened is that um, our world has entered the whirlwind of a technological and scientific revolution in which everything is turned upside down and everything has changed. Now, think of these few institutions. You will know what they are. First of all, WHO, World Health Organization. And, and, and you see, I have this giant picture of the World Health Organization, the top people, the head of it, and other top people. And they're all looking at the camera, and behind them, at the desk that they're sit- sitting in at the UN, behind them is this large golden statue of the goddess Shiva, who who was always seen dancing. It's like frenetic spiritual dance. And Shiva's name translated means the destroyer of worlds. It's a goddess, and sometimes it's a god of ancient Hinduism. And Hinduism is an occult religion. And they believe in thousands of gods. And they, they, uh, they, among their thousands of gods that they worship is the Lord Shiva, who, who in, in uh, Hinduism means the destroyer of worlds. That through the dance of Shiva, and the dance of Shiva is a, trans, is a transcendent spiritual dance a mystical spiritual dance, because it's a dance where the practitioners of Hinduism kind of walk over hot coals and the fires of an existentialist existence, but somehow irrationally and supernaturally, they transcend the horrors of the burning coals, and they reach enlightenment. and the influence and the impact of Hinduism has been enormous going back to the late 1950s. And the influence of Buddhism and occultism and Satanism and witchcraft and Luciferianism have had massive impacts in our world and nation. Now, many of you know that I spent the early years of my life, I'm talking about as a young boy, I was into meditation. I was into Edgar Cayce, uh, putting my, experimenting with putting myself into a trance today, OBEs and things of that nature, uh, reading books by Aldous Huxley, 
um, on the doors of perception, where he advocated taking the psychedelic drug mescaline and going through the doors of perception. And this entire uh, global reset vision of the world, this entire totalitarian global reset vision of the world, comes right out of the imagination and writings of Aldous Huxley, Julian Huxley, and the great science fiction writer H.G. Wells. And it is not, you are looking at, if you have an ounce of intelligence, and I don't mean that with any arrogance intended at all, my only reason in saying it the way I said it is it is my hope that my words were, would be tinged with some kind of energy that wakes up people and startles them and enables them to come out of their trance state. Now, many of you know I've been doing this research for over 40 years. My research began when I was a kid, man. And I have been studying how a globalist elite, a Luciferian elite, have actively taken over the world through mysterious secret societies beginning in ancient Babylon and in ancient Egypt under the Pharaoh, under what I call the Pharaoh God King system. And this is, is an apocalyptic sign along the way, and it's an emergent sign that tells us we're in the last days. Because all of these things, these disastrous things, such as earthquakes, uh, tsunamis, uh, storms, hurricanes, uh, food shortages, uh, wars and rumors of wars, spiritual deception, uh, pandemics, uh, global disease outbreaks. You know, I, I, I slipped onto my Facebook page and my Twitter account and some of my other social media accounts, I posted just a few minutes ago. Uh, it's a special from the History Channel uh, on uh, the seven forces of the apocalypse. And I'm one of the featured interview guests and speakers in this History Channel special. So after you listen to the Paul McGuire Report, uh, the History Channel production is, I think it's interesting. And it, 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 it communicates Bible prophecy. If you go to my Facebook, I have a couple of Facebook pages. If you go to my Facebook page, Paul McGuire is the Facebook page. Um, you can watch uh, those History Channel specials that feature me and some other Bible prophecy teachers. This is Paul McGuire. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Be sure to visit paulmcguire.us. Okay, wherever you are, stop, look, and listen, wherever you are on planet Earth. Pay attention and then pass, spread the truth around. If we will partner together in spreading the truth around, remember that truth functions like a powerful source or a powerful force of energy. Knowledge is power. A lot of people don't understand that. So when you're speaking the truth to somebody, you're not just speaking rhetoric and words. No, no. You're speak when you're speaking truth, you're speaking in a transcendent manner. You're speaking in a manner that goes above and beyond the physical uh, reality realm. So whenever you speak the truth, mathematical truth, political truth, historical truth, medical truth, whatever it is, whenever you speak the truth, that truth energizes 
the power of what you're trying to communicate. Why? Because truth resonates with a resonant frequency, an electromagnetic frequency that brings healing and, and deliverance, the same thing that the Holy Spirit does. Okay, so in my book, The Greatest Battle, which was the book that came out before Power From On High, so, so you need to get both of the books, Power From On High and The Greatest Battle, and the other books like A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1, Volume 2, Conquering the Matrix, The Day the Dollar Died. They're available at a discount if you move now by going to paulmcguire.us. Now, this is what I want to communicate with you. Back, I, I have been writing about plagues and pandemics and bio-warfare and biological weapons, etc., etc., going back decades in my book writing. I have the copyrights to prove it. In my book, The Greatest Battle, which, again, you need to get with uh, power from on high, in the book, The Greatest Battle, which has a copyright date of 2019, the Lord led me supernaturally. Somebody asked me, and it was a very, very good question, but somebody asked me the question, what is the difference between the supernatural power of God, the power of God, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, like a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge? What is the difference between those spiritual things and spiritual things like, I used the word, I think, probably on the radio program, the Paul McGuire Report. I referred to the Holy Spirit being able to give us, quote, enhancements, uh, enhancements above and beyond just the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, I should have defined that more precisely because not everybody, but some people who don't know me might take up that, that phrase or word uh, enhancements and turn it into something that I never intended it to become. For example, I am not trying to, nor would I ever do such a thing, interweave New Age doctrine, New Age thinking, New Age physics, occult physics, black physics, magic, Satanism. I would never merge these categories of spiritual darkness and the occult. I would never merge them with the truth of God's Word, the truth of any given uh, arena of study, like like uh, mathematics, economics, uh, theology, whatever. If it's true, then it contains the frequency of truth. Now, in my book, The Greatest Battle, this is, 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 is one of the most important books I've ever written, that along with Power From On High, because this book gives you an accelerated download of historical, scientific, um, uh, technological knowledge that if you download this, you will have a, a to be blunt, a massive advantage in in communicating the gospel of Jesus Christ, you will be able to overcome your opponents who are probably relying on bravado and emotional bullying and uh, aggressiveness and bluffing. We don't have to bluff to prove the truthfulness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
never forget it. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the entire Bible, Genesis to Revelation, is the truth. And so when we apply the truth to any field of study, like genetics, DNA, CERN, frequencies, electromagnetic frequencies, when we apply any area of the truth to any area of our so-called reality, we transform that reality like a sculptor. We transform that reality into something that is precise and balanced and uh, something that supports truth which is very, very, very important. Now, in a moment, I want to explain what I mean by enhancements. This is the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. This is Paul McGuire. First, I want to make it very clear that I am speaking from the context of a very uh, precise separation between a category of, of what could be called biblical truth, because there's biblical truth to support it, and then parallel to that category of truth is a category of falsehood or non-truth. And that falsehood and non-truth um, flows out of spiritual deception. It flows out of occultism. It flows out of the mystery religions. And it flows out of the New Age and Satanism and witchcraft and an entire spectrum of false religions. So, so for lack of better words, leaking into the collective consciousness of our nation to young students and, and young people and adults in our entire nation, all ethnic groups and uh, all racial groups, etc., leaking uh, from the consciousness of people that have drifted into deception in the New Age, there's been a leakage of pure thought, accurate knowledge, true truth, and final reality. And again, we have to remember that the power of truth always exists in the fact that it is precisely because the truth is true that gives it its power. Therefore, knowledge is power. A lot of evangelicals don't get this. They arbitrarily separate the category of falsehood or deception or the New Age or mysticism. They arbitrarily separate that from a category of uh, biblical truth, uh, knowledge is power, the, the, the precision of the Word of God being our final authority. But in reality, these two categories of truth versus non-truth are kind of in a, in a tension and a struggle uh, that will culminate in, in, in the greatest battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world, which is the title of, of my book. Now, the important thing to understand about uh, the, the CERN technology is it fires up subatomic particles to collide into other subatomic particles, which they allege cracks open doorways into another dimension or another portal. 
Now, this isn't just, you know, fanciful thinking. It's based in history and a study of the Bible. So when we study, for example, ancient Babylon or mystery Babylon, the world's first one-world religion, one-world economic system, and one-world government that functioned in a unified manner, this mystery Babylon built by Nimrod was a gigantic tower a political occultic system, and the and the Tower of Babel uh, was also when you when you do word definitions of the Greek and the Hebrew and the Latin, etc., you discover that the the real truth about the Tower of Babel is that the Tower of Babel was built in the uh, the, the commonly known occult pyramidical shape. Pyramids are an occultic symbol that go back to ancient Babylon and what I call the Pharaoh God King system. It's not an accident that the pyramid shaped structures are not just pyramid shaped structures. They are pyramid shaped structures that have been imitated or, or borrowed from uh, the Tower of Babel because when you, when you understand that the Tower of Babel in terms of an architectural definition, it's called a ziggurat. A ziggurat simply means, in architecture, a ziggurat simply means a pyramidical-shaped tower. So the Tower of Babel is a pyramidical-shaped tower. And then when the Egyptians built their pyramids, those were also pyramidical-shaped towers. And then you have this occultic mystery Babylon religion, which begins in ancient Babylon, begins in ancient Egypt, and in the other super civilizations. It spreads across the world, and it is still, this mystery religion is still alive and well today, and goes under numerous names. Probably the the name it's really using isn't even a public name anymore, but names like the Illuminati, Freemasons, Masonry, uh, Skull and Bones, and all these secret occult societies uh, ultimately get their occultic teachings from ancient Babylon and ancient uh, Egypt. That's that's the source. And so you see in Washington, D.C. and other halls uh, uh, and buildings of power, you see pyramidical-shaped structures, like the Washington Monument is a giant pyramid, a a giant phallic symbol, and that is part of the ancient occult symbolism of these ancient mystery religion religions, ancient symbolism. So we have the pyramidical shapes and the Washington Monument, and then we have the the, womb-shaped building, the the U.S. Capitol dome, that dome-shaped building is is a womb. It's the womb of Nimrod's wife, and Nimrod's wife, from generation to generation, from super-civilization to super-civilization, Nimrod's wife uh, had many names. She was known as Semiramis. She was known as Isis. She was known as Diana. And she's the, the head of the mother goddess religions, like Gaia, G-A-I-A, which is the goddess of 
fertility and the goddess of Mother Earth. Okay, we're going to dive further into CERN, because just like the Tower of Babel, the, the translation for Babel or Babel comes from the word uh, a, a doorway into another dimension. So in the, in the verbiage describing the pyramids and describing the Tower of Babel, the Tower of Babel is referred to as a, a hallway, a door, a, a portal, uh, a, a open door into another dimension, which allows the fallen angels to, to leave the, the spiritual world and enter the physical world reality. So the purpose of the Tower of Babel, the, the purpose of the Egyptian pyramids, the, the purpose of CERN and other technologies and occultic technologies, the purpose of it is to reenact and try to gain access to the supernatural power that the mystery religions connected going back thousands and thousands of years. This is Paul McGuire. I want to give you some data and important facts on CERN. Before I do that, though, I want to give you just a brief overview of CERN and its relationship to the globalist elite. The globalist elite, which represents uh, 99% of all the wealth and the power in the world, the globalist elite owns and controls what can be called Mystery Babylon, and it is the driving force financially and spiritually and logistically behind things like the LHC or CERN Collider. So it wasn't all that long ago that CERN scientists discovered a particle crucial to the with to, crucial crucial to understanding. The, the nature of physical matter. Many internet commentators want to talk about how CERN's Large Hadron Collider, a 17-mile subterranean loop that smashes particles at nearly the speed of light. And remember, I'm going to post that interview up for you at paulmcguire.us. I have two approximately one-hour interviews with Anthony Patch on CERN and the LHC. Uh, collider that I think you'll find very, very interesting. And so this uh, collider, uh, it it moves along a 17-mile subterranean loop, and it travels, uh, it smashes particles at, at basically the speed of light. And that gives it the power and the ability to breach off or to launch off into another dimension entirely. Remember, science has forsaken this, this antique notion of um, our dimension simply being what you can see with your physical senses. We, we, so our scientists now believe in a minimum of at least... Uh, 11 to 13 different dimensions. And the CERN project can smash particles not only at the speed of light, 
but it can cause a crack in the great cosmic egg, if you will, which would be another dimension, and that would unleash the forces of darkness. Okay, so let's play this out in our heads. If 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 really futuristic technology exists, and it does, one of the purposes for this uh, recently invented uh, technology is to use that technology in terms of black physics, etc., to unleash the the subatomic forces of darkness, and at the same time. When you unleash the subatomic forces of darkness, you have the capacity of unleashing the the supernatural and spiritual beings that the Apostle Paul warned us about in the book of Ephesians, where the Apostle Paul talks about the danger of unleashing the forces of darkness. And and Paul uh, says something like this in the book of Ephesians, that our fight is not against flesh and blood but against the principalities, against the powers, against the dark, unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places, demonic forces, fallen angel forces. So right now on planet Earth, because it's in the last days, there is an all-out raging war in the spiritual realm between the forces of darkness and an entire hierarchy of fallen angels, uh, fallen demons, uh, and and creatures and entities from another dimension, and those entities from another dimension are often memorialized or celebrated. That this is this is common throughout history, whether it was Greece or Rome or or whatever nation Atlantis, if Atlantis existed, whatever nation it was throughout human history. Throughout human history, mankind. When mankind has been in contact or warfare with um, entities or fallen angels in another dimension, mankind will often build, or through architecture or through a painting or through symbolism, mankind will often build a, a memorial, a physical memorial to celebrate what happened in the spiritual realm at a particular location. and. This is the warning of the Apostle Paul, by the way, in the book of Ephesians. So, um, CERN is owned by a Geneva company. When you go to that main room at CERN, I haven't been at CERN, but I've seen the picture. In that picture of the main room at CERN, where the, the big shots who run the place from the United Nations work, um, there are pictures that there's there's hand, there's the handwritten uh uh language there's the handwritten literary form of these ancient cultures and there's a prominent and large statue of shiva the 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 destroyer a hindu god of destruction which has been built on CERN's Geneva, Switzerland campus. And it might have caused last year's deadly earthquake in Nepal, one blogger thought. Also, what about the CERN logo that looks like the 666 
sign of the Antichrist. So when you see the CERN logo, and we'll try to put that up for you on the paulmcguire.us website, when you, when you look at the CERN logo, you, you see not only a, a, a symbol of the globe and the words CERN, but you see in large numbers in number 666. I mean, they're not, this is right in your face. They're telling you that what they're doing is satanic and Luciferian, and they're telling you with such boldness that they actually say 666. Okay. Um, So, CERN uh, is designed through its activities to open a door to another dimension. Shiva, a gift made from the Indian government also represents the life force, and we have lots of statues. Our logo is meant to represent particle acceleration, not Satan. I don't believe that, by the way. I don't believe that. I I believe it's very possible that their logo represents both, both particle acceleration, perhaps Lucifer. Why else would you put, look, how can you make that statement? The statement is totally irrational. And contradictory. You you just came out and said, the heads of CERN just came out and said that um, that that CERN uh, is built for for the purpose of scientific, strictly for the purpose of scientific research. Okay, so if CERN was built strictly for the purpose of scientific research then why would you have that basically universally acknowledged numerical symbol of the devil, Satan, or the Antichrist, which is known as 666, which is written about in in Revelation chapter 12, 666, which is the number of the beast, the mark of the beast or the Antichrist. And if you refuse to take the, the, the number 666, you will be beheaded, and you will not be allowed to receive the mark of the beast, which entitles you to health care, food, clothing, and participate in the hive mind and the world brain. This is heavy stuff. People need to know about it. It's not a joke. So, uh, CERN uh, is continuing to experiment. Um, Last summer, the theories about CERN flourishing online were less clearly labeled fiction. Searches for Armageddon-related items on Google Maps, such as the Sixth Seal, started pointing to CERN's location. Many of these associations have no grounding in fact, CERN states in its fact sheet. Sometimes search items trigger unexpected maps results. Google spokesman said that That can happen if search items like New World Order are being used online to describe a place. So you you want me to translate that for you? We don't want you knowing what's really going on on planet Earth. We don't want you to know about the great battle between Satan and God, the fallen angels and the angels of God. We don't want you to know anything about that. So we want you to live in a state of spiritual deception. And we want you to live in a state of scientific mind control. We don't, we want you in a fog, a trance state. And, and most Christians, 
there in the front of the line, uh, happily complying. Okay, so what else is going on? Well, what else is going on is the the public relations uh, methods in in CERN's fact pages and uh, a CERN spokesman said CERN's low-key fact page was inspired by different PR method at NASA. The U.S. Space Agency had become a focus for doomsday theorists last summer. See, they really hate that. It's always derogatory. It's always insulting. Let me translate it for you even clearer. Whenever you say you believe in the Bible, you believe in Bible prophecy, the Second Coming, Armageddon, um, the signs of the times, when you express any interest regarding things in Bible prophecy and things in Bible prophecy that are playing out before our eyes, you are immediately categorized and uh, labeled, and this is done intentionally to hammer away at your self-esteem to make you lay low and and not be uh, a, a strong, loving, law-abiding. Christian whose heart is filled with love, but who is bold and intelligent. They don't want you to be like that. They want to create a lying, false narrative about you in which you and other Christians, according to their narrative, they have labeled you and us, you know, the freaks, the the nuts. And that's all lying. What is propaganda? Propaganda is nothing more than lying. The Nazis used massive, heavy-duty propaganda in Germany right before they slaughtered five to six million Jews in the concentration camps. What the Nazis did was through feature films, through cartoons, through public meetings, through leaflets, through newspapers, through every form of media and social interaction, the Nazi propaganda and the Nazi mind control scientists continually sent out a message to the German people that Jews were monsters, crazy, they were demonic, they wanted to steal all the money, and the German propaganda science scientists just churned out 24-7 hardcore propaganda and lies and distortion and deception about the Jews. So that was necessary to, to launch the propaganda first so that the the uh, people of Germany would would freely join in the Nazi attacks and the Nazi racism and the Nazi attacks of the Jews. And the way you do that historically, before you can achieve the psychological permission to destroy, kill, annihilate, be cruel to your enemies, you must first, before you destroy your enemies physically and wipe them out, you must first demonize your enemy, mock your enemy, present your enemy to the larger public in a highly distorted uh, manner. This is all prerequisite in military conquest. And the thing that we need to do is learn as fast as we can to learn from the warning lessons of history. Because the warning lessons of history regarding the Jews with the Nazis and other people with the Nazis and communist China and and the Russian communists 
all of these radical groups um, were brainwashed. Uh, all the followers of these radical groups were brainwashed, indoctrinated into hating Christians, hating the Bible, despising Christians, despising the Bible, and essentially scientific methods of mind control, scientific methods of psychological programming were used for years on the German people and the surrounding nations in a 24-7 scientific mind control and brainwashing attempt that was designed to arouse hatred, disgust, and a very low view of evangelical Christians. They are attempting right now to, to exercise the same plan of embedding hatred in, in the hearts and minds of the people regarding Christians. Now, the response from Christians should be to immediately uh, ring the alarm bells in an intelligent, sane, educated, uh, and eloquent manner. The response from Christians should be to effectively function as watchmen on the wall. But knowing the facts, knowing the data, knowing the statistics, knowing what real history said. Look, if you're going to walk around like some people, and I know this is going to hurt some people's feelings, but until you get the facts on this, you are being set up to be mocked, to be humiliated, and to be brought down in the most ugly way in front of your children, your family, your wife, your neighbors, your friends, in front of people you know and interact with. You are being very cleverly set up to, to become an embodiment of, of uh, a stereotypical Christian who is a wacko nut and a lunatic. If you insist on going on and spouting off your personal belief in the flat earth uh, theory, you're setting yourself up to be Bozo the Clown, and people are going to laugh and mock at you. And you can't blame God. You can't blame other Christians. The only body you can blame is yourself, because you don't have the facts. You're making stuff up, and people don't respect that. Okay, so all of this stuff is intensifying, especially CERN technology. And this is one of the main themes in my book, Power from on High, and the Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, and A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2. The main theme, one of the main themes, is how to harness and walk in the authentic and biblical supernatural power of God in order to defeat our spiritual enemies, and then to call upon God by faith and exercise our faith, including the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but ex exercise the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, with biblical precision. Now, I use this term, uh, uh, enhancements to the gifts of the Spirit. I should have been more precise. I'm not really talking about enhancements. What I'm talking about is when you walk closely with the Lord Jesus Christ, when the Holy Spirit is alive and well in you, when you, your walk with the Lord is mature enough and biblical enough that the Lord can trust you with um, operating intelligently, maturely, and responsibly with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, 
with the fruits of the Spirit and with the supernatural power of God. It's this simple. If you have a child who's not really ready to drive yet, they, they can physically, mechanically drive. Their brain power is such that they can drive physically, but they're not emotionally and personality-wise mature enough to drive because they would lose their temper. They would, they would speed up in, in, with a childlike reaction, perhaps. Perhaps. The critical thing is you have to be able to utilize the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And when you walk closely with Jesus Christ, you will discover, as other people in the Bible have discovered, that God adds additional power, wisdom, and gifts to you that flow out of the context of your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, what I don't mean is I'm not adding on made-up and additional gifts of the Spirit. I'm not just making up new ones. I'm, I'm sticking to the basic gifts of the Holy Spirit, such as, you know, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, uh, the, the gift of healing, and other gifts that are plainly stated in the Scripture. But when you walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, you discover that one of the things that God does is he will, for lack of a better way of describing it, he will deepen, in, enrich, uh, make wider, uh, make this flow out of your life with more uh, precision and intelligence. You will discover that the gifts of the Holy Spirit will deepen they will become wider and more powerful. They will become more precise. You will learn how to operate them with more precision. And the more precision you have, the more you will be able to, to defeat the powers of darkness. So perhaps the word attachments is not the, the most advisable word. But as with anything that God gives you and his people in the Bible, God gave David supernatural enhancements to his abilities. He hasn't given that to everybody, but he gave it to David. And the reason for that is that David was going to be called to get into a personal one-on-one -on -one military conflict with the, the giant Goliath. And David, how did David get this supernatural, supernaturally enhanced precision where he took one smooth stone that he used as a shepherd boy to, to fend off the wolves, and he twirled his slingshot around and let that smooth stone rip, and that landed and cracked into the forehead skull of the giant Goliath, who immediately collapsed dead. And then the, the, the Philistine army was terrified, and they fleed for their life. So what, what word would you use to describe um, David's supernaturally enhanced ability to to wield a slingshot and sling a, a, a stone that drops the enemy in, in a matter of seconds. And notice, for all of you that are students and understand the symbolism of the occult and occult religions and, and demons and the activities of demons, notice from the standpoint of a deeper knowledge of the Bible and a deeper knowledge of occult and uh, uh, 
Illuminati-type religions. What occurred? The exact place where David, who refused the armor of Saul, the, the exact place where David twirled his slingshot and let that smooth stone rip, that smooth stone ripped with incredible force and speed, and with great precision, it landed, the smooth stone landed right above his left and right eyeball, a little bit towards the center, but still low of his forehead. That is that location where the smooth stone killed Goliath. That location physically is known as the exact location anatomically where the third eye or the third eyeball uh, is usually drawn or pictured. So the Illuminati all seeing eye, which is also the third eyeball, is where David. Flung, slung his slingshot, and he knocked Goliath in the head where that Illuminati eyeball was, where the, the pyramid with the eyeball, or the eye of Lucifer is. That not only killed him, but it knocked out the ability of what is called the pineal gland to function. The pineal gland is a very tiny gland that's located up above, the, in the middle of the forehead, kind of above your left and right eye. And, and David's rock went right into there, and it, it, it just deactivated the pineal gland. And the pineal gland, allegedly, from occultists and people like that, is how you get your spiritual and supernatural visions. It's how you keep in contact with occult powers. It's, it's the symbol for the Illuminati. It, it's the, the, the teachings of the pineal gland and the understanding of the, the third eye of the Illuminati, etc., is key to unraveling the secrets of occult doctrine and fulfilling our purpose supernaturally and in the authority of Jesus Christ of fulfilling our purpose before God. You were called for a purpose. I was called for a purpose. Everyone you spread this radio program to, the Paul McGuire Report, we have all collectively been called for a purpose. And that purpose is to win people to Christ, bring in the last day's soul harvest, engage in intense law-abiding and peaceful spiritual warfare, and to rise up in obedience and to rise up in a faith-filled response to the Lord Jesus Christ in the last days. Wow. I need you to join with me in this spiritual, law-abiding, peaceful, but spiritual war where we don't fight people, we fight against invisible forces. I need you to stand with me in your donations and your contributions and your finances. Stand with me in this spiritual battle. Together we can win. And stand with me in this spiritual battle and step up to the plate with me and spread the links of the programs. Encourage people to join our social media, to join Twitter, to join our our Roku channel to join all our channels and eblasts and and get our latest books all at ballmcguire.us. That's ballmcguire.us. Stand with us. If we move together in the power of the Holy Spirit, we can transform this nation. If we move together as one, 
and function as one and choose by faith to be clothed with power from on high, there is no enemy the devil and the Luciferian forces can send our way that we cannot defeat. This is Paul McGuire. Be sure to visit paulmcguire.us. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.